making up for lost time. late but couldn't we have at least given it another try and maybe like driven around a couple more miles to try to find a better hotel than uh, this mclean 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 part of the appeal of the all-american road trip especially when you're on route 66 is you gotta stay at an old abandoned dilapidated looking motel this old dilapidated looking motel looks like it's haunted or worse it has bed bugs the lights are on and that's all i care about this is the american experience oh hey folks I'm Jake Westbrook. Uh, this is Yesterday Today, the show that brings you the best of yesterday's radio today. McClane and I were uh, driving the Mother Road in New Mexico and about to bed down for the night in this motel. If I can get McClane to walk through the front door, he's acting a little, little childish. Look, I'll go in, but only because I feel like if we stay out here any longer, we'll get eaten by coyotes. Alrighty, let me just lock the car up real quick. Oh, that's right, the locks don't work. Okay, well, uh, we're going in anyway. The top's down anyway. Why does it matter? Of course I have it. Come on, let's let's go. Hey, uh, anybody here? Hello and welcome to the Out of This World Motel. How can I help you? The sign out front said you were the uh, old 66 motel. We've gone through recent changes considering new management. What exactly does does Out of This World mean? It's a stay so comfortable, you'll be thinking that you've been transported to a different universe entirely. Well, that sounds inviting. Do you have... So, uh, how, mu- how much How much for a room for the night? Oh, only a measly... Let me check the books. A hundred dollars sounds all right. When was the last time anyone else stayed here, just out of curiosity? To be honest with you... I'm not really sure. See, McLean, I told you. Authentic road trip experience. Is that the time already? We really ought to get back on the road, Jake. It's two in the morning, McLean. Oh, boy. I mean, we do have plenty of rooms available, if you need any. All right, well, I uh, guess we'll, we'll take one. We've been, you know, on the road all day, so... Would the two of you like to stay in the Mothership Suite or the Martian Funhouse? We do also offer Continental Breakfast. May I ask what is fun about the Martian Funhouse? We've taken extra special care to add glow-in-the-dark wallpaper that we've been assured is non-toxic. I I think I'm I'm picking up on a a subtle alien theme here. I mean, I know we're in New Mexico, you know, Roswell and Area 51 and all that. Is that uh, that what you're going for with this? Apologies, sir. But unfortunately... Area 51 is in Nevada. We are currently within the beautiful confines of the state of New Mexico. I was aware of that. I just I thought Area 51 was in New Mexico. I assure you, it is not. That being said, we do have quite a number of phenomena in the general area, shall we say. Do I want to ask him to elaborate on that? Oh, look at the time. We really ought to get back on the road, Jake. That's eh, fine. He's probably just, you know, one of one of those guys. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take the room and the uh, the one without the glow-in-the-dark wallpapers. Good? Should be just fine by me. Here are your keys for the night. Thank you. That's oh, a lot of keys on one ring. We kind of haven't moved them over to the other rings yet. 
Oh. Yours okay. should be number five. Is that oh, right. is that all of the hotel keys? Yes. No one else is currently staying with us at 2 a.m., so it's not really that big of a priority right now. All right, well, I... That, that tracks, actually. Guess yeah. we'll... McLean, uh, give me your credit card. I'll get my bag from the car. Why do you want me to give my credit card? What's wrong with yours? I paid for gas today. It's your turn. I don't want to. I don't want to give this sketchy weird guy my credit card. Sketchy weird guy. I think he's he's, he's fine. He's, he's just one of those weird. Like, no, he's just one of those alien enthusiast type of guys. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Unfortunately, we no longer accept credit cards as a matter of safety. Credit cards give off a notable amount of radiation. Enough radiation that aliens will crash into the hotel. Obviously, this is something that we're wanting to avoid. However, we will accept cash and traveler's checks on Mondays. Oh, that sounds good. I think I have some uh, cash in the car. I'm just going to go right out and grab that. Uh, folks, since we're in New Mexico, I figured we'd start the show with some New Mexico-themed uh, music. So here's that. Before you go outside, I'll have you know that you should probably wear tinfoil around um, your head. It will tin. prevent them from controlling your mind. Uh, uh, who, who, who is controlling my mind? The aliens. Is that, is that a concern? Yes. Uh, here's the music, folks. I, I'm just gonna step the out al- to the car real quick. Be careful. The aliens, the aliens will find you. No, I really you. don't think it's that big of a problem. I'm just gonna be out there real quick. I... Santa Fe Trail 
beside you I'm riding every hill and dale White shadows hide you Just like a pretty purple veil Thereby hangs a tale I found you And the mountains that surround you Are the wall I built around you Along the Santa Fe Trail That's a new address for me Gonna burn up the track Cause I'm on my way back To A-L-B-U-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E Albuquerque, Albuquerque Here I come on the Shy L.A. Express Got a letter near my heart From your sweetest gal And the letter near my heart says Yes! I'm the one, I'm the one I'm the one she loves best Cause she got a lot of mail from me I'm the one guy she knew, who knew how to spell A-L-B-U-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E Got a letter near my heart from your sweetest gal And the letter near my heart says, yes! I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one she loves best Cause she got a lot of mail from me I'm the one guy she knew, who knew how to spell A-L-B-U-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E-R-Q-U-E-R-Q
And the new SO Extra is unexcelled at any price. Extra quick starts, extra power, extra anti-knock. You can take your choice. These two great gasolines are both extra value for the money. For service that is tops and gas that's extra fine. There's a smile for every mile at the SO sign. E-S-S-O makes your car go. Happy motoring.
the slumbering shadows along the Navajo Trail. When it's night and crickets are calling and coyotes are making a wail, I dream by a smoldering fire along the Navajo Trail. I love to lie and listen to the music when the wind is strumming a sagebrush guitar. When over yonder hill the moon is climbing it always finds me wishing on a star. Well, what do you know? It's morning already There's the dawning So silver and pale It's time To climb into my saddle And ride the Navajo Trail I love to lie and listen to the music Drumming a sagebrush guitar When over yonder hill the moon is climbing It always finds me wishing on a star Well, what do you know? It's, it's morning, morning already There's the dawning So silver and pale Like the silvery veil It's time to climb into my saddle and ride the Navajo Trail. on the highway late at night. This guy will really chill you. What a sight. In your auto, he will park, start you trembling in the dark. His sticky valves are riding with you tonight. His sticky valves are riding with you tonight. Are you sure your car is running exactly right? He will make your engine sputter and your car will jerk and stutter. His sticky valves are riding with you tonight. If you want to save your power, now listen here. Add Bardol to your car, he'll disappear. Sticky valves won't be sticking and your motor won't be kicking. Add Bardol to your car and never fear. Bardol did it again. Bardol did it again. Bardol did it again. And you see, that's why we don't have radios in the motel because the aliens have been using them for thousands of years to control our minds and have used the, the sound waves, I, sound I, waves that humans can't hear. Well, they've I just, been using, I just want to go out to my car. I, I just they've need to been, get the cash for the... They've been using radios for thousands of years? You don't understand. Radio waves, not what Look, you can were... I just, I'm just, you're in the way of the door. Can I just, I'm just going to get the money for you. Just let me finish my thought, okay? Uh, Radio waves have been a thing that have existed for thousands just, of years. It's mic, it's microsonic waves. Hey, I'm getting your call. 
Look at that. Don't answer it. It might be them. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. I'm, I'm answering. I'm answering the phone. I'm. I'm. It's, it's fine. It's, I promise it's, it's fine. Hey, who is this? Please let it be literally anyone but this guy. Hello, fellas. It's just me. I'm just uh, calling you from my honeymoon. Just to come up. You know how things are going. Sydney, you're calling us from your honeymoon? Yeah, we never asked for updates on the honeymoon, Sydney. That's you. You're, I mean, I'm glad you called. Don't get me wrong. Well, I just figured since you guys are so invested in the relationship, you wouldn't know how things are going. And so far, <laughs> it's great. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. We sure picked a nice place to stay. I could stay here for years with Maisie. Just me and her, nobody else. I tell you, fellas, it's paradise out here. There is no place on earth I would rather be right now. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, what, uh, what are you guys up to? Oh, we're in, uh, we're in Tucumcari. We're trying to get a motel for the night, but, you know, it's been a little odd. Tucumcari? Is there any way near, uh, Roswell, New Mexico? Uh, not really. It's... Well, it's kind of north of it, actually, Sid. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, alien stuff going on out there, right? Oh, boy, you know, I, I, re I really want to stay here. I do, but, um... Oh boy, uh, you think maybe she would notice if I look? No, 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 I'm not, no, no, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Silly. Silly me! <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> no, not, not gonna do that. Nope. No, sir. Apologies, sir, but for the sake of everyone's safety, are you currently communicating with an alien right now over the phone? No, no it's just, it's Sydney. It's not an alien. <laughs> alien? Did I hear the word alien? I heard the word alien. Did somebody say alien? No, it's just our hotel clerk. He's talking about aliens around here. There's, there's, there's aliens around there. I'll be, I'll be there right away, guys. Oh, can I catch a bus out of here? Oh, I'll get a cab. No, Sydney. Sydney, listen to me. No, do not abandon your wife. Sydney. Sydney. Ah, oh, jeez, he hung up. Oh, boy. Just want to make sure he was... Or was not an alien. He was not an alien. He's just a weird friend. Uh, okay, I gotta introduce the next Weirdness show. is the first sign that he could be an alien life form. <sighs> okay, whatever. Um, up next on the show, we have an episode of Truth or Consequences, as there is a town in New Mexico that was named after the radio show. It was a little promotion they did where... The first town to rename itself uh, Truth or Consequences, the show would broadcast from there, which uh, they did. And uh, Hot Springs, New Mexico became Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Uh, I think it's a fascinating little bit of history, fun little name. So here's a random episode of that show. C call Sydney back. Call him back. I'm Follow trying. Follow-up question. Does he blink horizontally, and is he made out of a different metal? A different metal? Is he not a carbon-based life form? Here's truth or consequences. Call Sydney Jake, back. I don't have any cell phone service. Hello there. We've been waiting for you. It's time to play truth. Consequences. Yes, Truth of Consequences, the show that does everything on the air, brought to you by Does, the soap that does everything in your walk. And here is a very excited master of ceremonies tonight, folks. Excited because he dreamed that Miss Hush would be identified tonight. So here he is, dream boy, Ralph Edwards. 
Greetings, party players in high Harlow. <laughs> Sit down, Harlow. Dream boy, my eye. Nightmares, more like it. Listen, listen to the list of prizes to be won by the one person in our Truth of Consequences audience who identifies Miss Hush when we call on the phone. Now, Harlow, you check them off to make sure that uh, I mention every one of them. A 1947 Buick Super Convertible from the Howard Automobile Company. A Bendix Home Laundry with washer, dryer, and automatic ironer. A round-trip ticket for two via United Airlines to Honolulu and a suite of rooms for two weeks' vacation at the Matson Lines Royal Hawaiian Hotel. A $2,000 Columbia House trailer completely equipped. A $1,000 diamond and ruby Bulova wristwatch. An RCA Victor radio phonograph combination, plus a new 1948 RCA Victor television receiver and a library of 100 Red Seal records. An I.J. Fox $1,500 full-length beaver coat and all-metal Luscombe Silver airplane from Dallas, Texas, $2,000 in cash, a $1,000 Popular Mechanics Home Workshop with a library of Popular Mechanics instruction books, a Servel Silent Gas Refrigerator, and Sherwin-Williams with their Cover the Earth trademark paints will paint your house inside and out. Of course, the winner should have a big red box that does, too. A real prize on wash day. Right down the wash line does, does everything. Now, in a few minutes, we'll make our first phone call in the Miss Hush contest. Oh! Oh, excuse me, a lady came up to my... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. You scared me a little. No, but Al Paskill, you scared me now. Yeah. What, this lady... what is your name, please? Mary Vichunas. Yeah. <clears throat> well, hold on to it just a minute, Mrs. Uh, Voluptuous. Now, <laughs> uh, a phone call in the Miss Hush contest in just a moment. First, a consequence or two. Where are you from, Miss what? Sister of Illinois, Mary Vichunas is my name. Yes, how do you spell your last name? V-A-I-C-U-N-A-S. Smith. Well, come in a little. There you are. Get in as close as you can to the microphone. <laughs> All right. Now we ask for a gentleman in the audience who could speak Italian. This was one of the fellows. How do you do? What is your name, sir? Kyron Papa. And are you? Yes. No, I'm not a father. You're not a father. How are you, Mr. Papa? Okay. May I present Miss Bituminous? How do you do? <laughs> Bituminous, you're from Cicero. From Cicero. What's your occupation? Housewife and I raise canaries. You... <laughs> Look, we got into rabbits last week. Let's leave the canaries alone. How many... I didn't spit at you. I got my penis. Yes, I saw. <laughs> Mr. Poppy, you still here? Yes, sir. You raise canaries, too? No. Please say no. How many canaries do you have? Oh, about 200. Yeah. <laughs> Get those Angora rabbits that Faye had up there last time with Mrs. Uh, uh, Vesuvius's um, canaries. We'd be in a question. Mrs. will have a little consequence. Okay, Mrs. Uh, Okay. Mrs. Okay. All right. Mr. Papa, you do speak Italian? Yes, ma'am. How do you yes, sir. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> we never know on this show what's going to happen. Listen, uh, how would you say hello, everybody? Here we go. Uh, buongiorno tutti quanti. Yes, and uh, you, you said that again. All right. Aldura Richardson of Chicago gets $5 for this question. From Chicago. <laughs> question from Chicago. What is it that you throw away the outside, cook the inside of the outside, eat the outside, and throw away the inside? Truth or consequences, Mrs. Vicunas and Mr. Papa. I don't know. Do you know that, Mr. Papa? No, sir. Uh, corn on the cob. Oh. Corn on the cob. You throw away the outside, cook the inside of the outside, eat the outside, throw away the inside. How are the canaries? Fine. Who's taking care of them tonight? Oh, Daddy. Daddy? Sure. <laughs> the old crow's home. Yeah, that, the old yes. crow's home. All right. The now, spring chicken here. <laughs> the spring chicken's here. All right, good. I'll punch up the joke for you. All right. Now, Miss... Mr. Uh, Papa, you said in the warm-up that you spoke Italian. Yes, sir. Yes, all right. Now, we're going to give you something to say to Mrs. Vicunas here in Italian. Now, Mrs. Uh, Vicunas, 
You should excuse the expression. You, you, you run off stage a moment so you can't hear, you see? Okay. Okay, you go with Mr. Basco, Mr. Bailey. And Mr. Papa, if you can make uh, Mrs. Vicunas understand in two minutes, when she comes back, two minutes, Mrs. Vicunas, uh, what we have told you to say to her, we'll give you both $25 extra. You want to try? Yes, sir. Okay, boy. Now, Mrs. Vicunas is off stage. Now, we want you in Italian to explain to Mrs. Vicunas how to milk a cow. Milk a cow. Yes. And when you come to certain parts of your description... Use the word faucets. 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 You can say that in English if you want. Yes. It's yes, a faucetio. No, that's a voice, isn't it? Yes, sir. All right. Now, you can use your hands except for the one motion of milking a cow that would give the gag away. You probably have to use your hands okay. in speaking, huh? Well, I'll tell you, when Italian people speak, they, their hands explain everything, but I'll try. You try. All okay. right. But except when you come explaining how to milk okay. a cow, don't use that motion, yeah. you know, like... Yeah. All right. Now, bring Mrs. Vicunas back. Don't anyone give the gag away. Now, Mrs. Vicunas, here she comes. All right, I'll get over here with the microphone. Johnny Pollock, turn on the roving microphone. And uh, you stand over on this side, please, Mr. Uh, that's it, Mr. Papa. Now, Mrs. Vicunas, listen to me. Uh, $25 to both. Will you move it just a little okay. so I can thank you? <laughs> $25. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was trying to push, but I saw that was useless. Now, $25 to both you and uh, Mr. Papa, if you can understand what he is trying to tell you in a two-minute race against time. All right, Mr. Papa. Signor oh. Vicunas, wait a minute, now, wait a minute. You don't know what he's... No, I won't go home and lay no egg in hatch or canary. No, no, no. So, talk to the lady now. To piente in un piccolo stadio, è set, è pugnet. È pugnet. Sembra questa vacca. Questa vacca, sembra dico. Moo, moo. Ah, No. Tutti i piccoli ragazzi, ragazzi, sempre bevono il latte e va muscolare, i muscari e sempre dico questa vacca. No, 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 look, we're all pulling for you. Come on now, get in. Tu pugni, eh, pugni. E tutto l'altro, bello. E tu picchi un piccolo sedia. E pugni, e pugni. E pugni. Oh, what do you want me to do? Sit down and what? Lay an egg in the <laughs> Look, all right, use the, use the word and, and show with the expression with the hands now. You can... What, what kind of a noise does it make? Oh, yes, I drive an automobile. What noise does it make? Thank you, Mr. Papa. Thank you very much. That was wonderful. Oh, okay. Pulling for you. That does everything for me. Oh, yeah. That does everything for me. You bet, Mrs. Mike You're wonderful. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, $25 a piece extra plus $10 consequence money. Now, uh, stand by. In a few moments, we make our first phone call in the Miss Hush contest. Oh, uh, Mrs. Vicunas, (laughs) you get this big... (laughs) You get this big red box it does, too, you... Yes, you bet it does, Miss Vicunas. Here in Chicago, they found one thing does doesn't do, though. It doesn't stay on the store shelves. Right, Harlow? Right. More and more, families are dozing their wash these days from Chicago to Cheyenne. Everybody's choosing this one wonderful soap that does everything in the family wash. Does really is different from all the other leading package soaps sold for wash day. Even gives you more suds, ounce for ounce. And they're real soap suds, too. You bet. Those does suds have the cleaning power to get grease-stained work clothes clean, spanking clean with just a short washer run. To get streaked-up towels and linens beaming white, really dazzling white, without any hard scrubbing. 
And Duz does more. It's actually safer for the newest, brightest colors you wash. When you've got Duz, you've really got something. Yes, the soap shortage proved there's no substitute for Duz. You see why it's selling faster than ever, folks? First chance you get, get Duz. From the roughest and toughest to the whitest and brightest. Duz does everything. What a soap. Thanks, Harlow. My, aren't these, isn't this a lovely-looking couple at the microphone? Here, two uh, uh, parents, I believe, from Chicago, right? Right. Come in real close. You're Mrs... Albright. Hello, Ms. Albright. How are you tonight? Just fine, thank you. Just fine. That's good. And Mr. Albright. Very good, thanks. What's your occupation, sir? I'm a chemical salesman. Good. How's it selling these days? All right. Well, <laughs> peak. All right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't leave your phones or radio. A Miss Hush call is coming up, and we'll keep the party rolling with uh, our two contestants here, Mr. and Mrs. Albright. Here's a question Alice M. Hensel of Worcester, Massachusetts asks, what can run on one leg? What can run on one leg? Long time. How about that, Ms. Albright? Uh, what can run on one leg? A lady's stocking. <laughs> That's All right, you haven't told the truth, so you must pay the consequences. Now, Mrs. Albright, Mr. Albright, you told us during our pre-air time period that you had a, a, a little boy, 8, 9, 10, or 11, or how Just old? 11. Is that right, Mrs. Albright? Yes, All right, now. Uh, what is his name? Tommy. Tommy. And where is he now? Oh, you're supposed to be in bed. Oh, Tommy, you better be in bed. probably listening to this radio program. Is he? Tommy, Mommy's on the radio. Look, look, Tommy, Mommy's on the radio. Mommy's on the radio. All right, now, backstage, we have a jury of psychologists, child psychologists, and we want you to discuss any problems you may have concerning your son, Tommy. So will you run off stage and make a list of the things you'd like to ask the jury? Will you do that, Mr. Albright? Mrs. Albright? Okay? All right. Now, uh, this is going to prove very educational. It might be a great help in the future upbringing of your child. Off you go and uh, get all the points listed. They're gone. They can't hear. Ooh, what's going to happen to Mrs. Albright? Now, her husband, Mr. Albright, is in on the gag. The jury of child psychologists, we mentioned, is the famous juvenile jury that you hear on the radio. Jack Berry, their creator and conductor, has brought the jury to a truth or consequences tonight. It consists of five children from the ages of five to ten. But tonight it will consist of six children. The sixth is Mrs. Albright's little boy, Tommy, disguised as a little girl. And here he is in a blue dress, pink socks, and blonde curls. Come out, Tommy. Here he is. He's really a rough and tough little guy, but look at him now. Pretty good. Atta boy. <laughs> oh, my. I, are, you all, are you all set to play a little gag on Mother? Sure am. Oh, <laughs> that boy's coming out with that dress. Well, it, it, it'll, uh, it'll work now, don't you worry. How do you feel? Huh? Like the dickens. <laughs> with the dress? Oh, don't worry about that. Now, just one, one thing. We'll, we'll call you Elizabeth, see? Okay. Okay, and whenever I ask you what you think of Tommy Albright, that you, you say, nothing wrong with him. He's a swell kid. Let's hear you say that in a high voice. Him. He's a swell kid. That's it. Keep it, keep it up there, oh, Tommy. Keep it up there. That's wonderful, Elizabeth. I mean, Tommy. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, now you go back behind the curtains with the juvenile jury. When I introduce them, you come out with them. Okay. Now, don't anyone give the gag away. Bring back the Albrights. Aren't we devils? <laughs> all right, now here we're all set to go. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Albright. Ah, yes. Mr. and Mrs. Albright, uh, the jury is about to appear, and you may sit in what we might call the witness chair. Are you all set, Mrs. Albright? Yes, I am. Okay. And uh, I want you to meet... How are you now, Mr. Albright? Very fine. Just be seated with your wife. Meet the famous child psychologist and well-known radio juvenile jury. Come out, juvenile jury, and here they are. <laughs> what do you think of that? Wow. Uh, what did, you, did you expect the 18? I 
certainly did. Well, no. Well, let me tell you, these kids, these kids are terrific, Mrs. Albright. They know children, believe me. Uh, children, children, I want you to meet, I want you to meet uh, Mr. and Mrs. Albright, whose child will be the subject of your discussion tonight. Uh, first, here is little, I tell you, I'll let each one of you give your names. Charlie, you get into the microphone, and, and this is Mrs. Albright, Charlie. You say your name. Charlie Hankinson. How do you do, Charlie? How do you do? Hello, Charlie. Yes, and that little girl? Peggy Bruder, age nine. How do you do, Peggy? Uh, Charlie, how old were you? Six. Yeah, well, you're getting to be a big guy now. All right. Yes, sir? Your name? Kong Lung. How do you do? Hello. That's Kong. And the next? This is Mr. Robin Morgan, age five. How Robin do you do? Robin Morgan, the Albright. Hello, Robin. Dickie Rowan, age seven. Yes. And uh, uh, you're seven. And? Elizabeth Bailey, age nine. All right. Now, okay. Now, the jury is ready to hear any problems you have with your little son. Now, I'm not Jack Berry, but I'll try to uh, be mediator here. And you may get in on this, too, Mr. Albright, if you will. All right. Your first uh, uh, problem, Mrs. Albright. Do you have a problem? Yes, my... My little boy likes to go to the movies, but he wants to take a date. You think he's too young? All right. Now, uh, let's see. Charlie, what do you have to say about that? What movies does he like to go to? Well, uh, Wild West and Adventure. Huh? Double features. He can spend more time there. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, Peggy? Has your son had any experiences with girls before? Well, <laughs> What'd you say? We're not quite... She's not quite sure. She's... Uh, uh, all right, Elizabeth. Oh, nothing wrong with him. He's all right. Yes, all right. Now, uh, Kong? Is the girl pretty? <laughs> well, we hope so. Yes, uh, let's have Robin now. Well, you're probably worried because... You're probably worried about him going out because he takes too much of your money. So why don't you... Uh, tell him to ask the girl to pay for everything, and then you won't have to worry. Well, do you think he'd get a girl to go out that way? You think he'd get a girl to go out? Well, I tell you what, we'll save that for the uh, the uh, decisive period, which comes uh, later. Uh, Dickie? Did you go out with boys when you were 11? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, well, that could be that. All right, uh, Elizabeth? Oh, nothing wrong with Tommy. I should think you should let him go out. Let him go out. All right. Well, now, this is very good. Uh, Kong, do you have another question? How old is a girl? About his age, or a little bit younger. Yes. All right. Now, uh, well, all right, Charlie, Quay, they, they keep... How much younger? <laughs> <laughs> Not too much. Uh, 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 do you have another one, Robin, that you want to... Yes, sir. The only question I can think of is, who is Miss Hush? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mumbles. That isn't supposed to be in there now. Mumbles. All right. Now, I tell you what, uh, we have the, the problem has been presented. The, uh, the questions have been asked by the kiddies. Now, let's have each child here on the juvenile jury uh, say uh, what they want to about this situation. Now, here comes the decision. Let's see. Uh, do you have a, a decision in mind for this uh, Mrs. Albright, Mr. Albright, about their son who wants to go to the movies and they don't want him to go? Charlie, how about you? Well, I think that you should let him go to the movies. Even he's so young, but I think that he should. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have your opinion. Yes. All right. Let's have um, let's have Peggy now. Peggy. Well, before I give my answer, I want to ask one question. How much allowance does he get? <laughs> About fifty cents a week. Oh boy! I'd like to meet meet him myself. Yeah, no, never mind, Peggy. Please, Kong. What do you got to say? How do you I like that? He... Uh, all right, Kong. What do you say? I think he should go out with a girl. Because later he might like to marry her. Yes, you can't tell. Robin? 
Well, I think that he'll have enough time to go out with girls when he's 23 or 50. Oh, she's on your side. Long having. All right. Dickie? Well, the way the, the girls are wearing long dresses today, I don't know why anyone wants to take it. <laughs> oh, Dickie. All right. Now, uh, uh, Elizabeth, what do you think? Nothing wrong with Tommy. I... He's a good kid. Yes, all right. Well, I guess these children have solved all your problems, uh, Mrs. Albright. I think you should be grateful for all this advice. As a matter of fact, uh, Elizabeth here has a great deal of faith in your little boy, hasn't he? She certainly Nothing does. wrong with him. Oh, both of you, uh, come on over here, and I want you to meet them personally. Um, uh, you, uh, Elizabeth seemed to have a great deal of faith there. Uh, my goodness. Isn't Elizabeth cute, Mrs. Albright? She certainly yes. is. Hasn't she got beautiful blonde curls? Very, I should say. Elizabeth, give your curls to Mrs. Albright, why don't you? Huh? Are you going to give the curls to her? <laughs> hey, there you are, Mama. Hi, Mom. Why, Tommy Albright? What are you doing, Tommy? <laughs> oh man, you really got it. Oh, I certainly—I don't know what to say. Oh, well, it's, it's little Tommy. Oh, how, how do you feel now? I feel like getting off this dress. I'll bet you do, kid. Thank you, juvenile jury, for a wonderful job. Thanks, too, to your head man, Jack Berry. For each of you, um, including Tommy, we have a $25 savings bond and a Parker pen and pencil set. And for you, Mr. and Mrs. Albright, we have a 72-piece set of fine art sterling silver plus a big red box of does. There you are. That uh, any jury will tell you there's no soap quite like does. From the roughest and toughest to the whitest and brightest, does does everything. Now, and now stand by, stand by, America. I'm now going to call the person who gets first crack at tonight's giant jackpot consequence. This is the person in our radio audience who gave us in our first week's contest the best reason why we all should support the March of Dimes. Now, uh, let's see, let's see, let's have first of all the call here. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, hand me the phone, please. Now, place the operator. Get me Charlotte, North Carolina, please. Now we know the city. We know the city. I'll bet everyone in Charlotte, North Carolina, who entered the Miss Hush contest is shaking in his boots. Hello. Charlotte, North Carolina. Our NBC operator will give you a number in Charlotte to call. Will you please ring it? Give her the number, please, NBC. We found out that Miss Hush is not Elsa Maxwell, Maud Adams, Spring Byington, nor Fred Allen. As a matter of fact, we've had a couple of very exciting weeks with the telephone calls. We lost uh, uh, ten years of our lives there last week. Hello. Waiting for the call. There you Hello, hello. This is Ralph Edwards of the Truth or Consequences broadcast. How are you? Is this Mrs. George A. Steele of 1424 East 7th Street, Charlotte, North Carolina? Is this? Are you speechless? She's going, da, 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 da. Uh, Now, the rules say the writer of the best entries must be ready at their telephones. Your entry on why we should all support the March of Dimes was selected as the best entry tonight. All right, the big question, and you can give only one answer. Tell us who you think is Miss Hush. Uh, will you say that again, please? You say Sister Elizabeth Kenny. You say Sister Elizabeth Kenny. Oh, I'm sorry. Sister Elizabeth Kenny is wrong, but don't let this discourage you from trying again next week in case our second and third calls tonight are incorrect. And thank you, Mrs. George A. Steele of 1424 East 7th Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, for your contribution to the March of Dimes. Thank you. You're a lovely lady. Good night. Good night. Two more calls now to be made. Let's have some more consequences first. Huh? All right, let's get the calls in then. That's okay. Let's get the calls going tonight. Later on, you will hear the voice of Miss Hush, and I'll tell you how to become eligible for the giant jackpot of prizes. And now, now listen. 
does nominate this week's Dishpan Dozer. She's Mrs. John Boucher, 135 Forer Boulevard, Dayton, Ohio. Congratulations, Mrs. Mrs. Boucher. You found Does Does Everything in the Dishpan, too. From a fast cleanup on greasy pans to ever-loving care for hands. Believe me, Does is a whiz for dishes. Even makes more suds, ounce for ounce, than any strong granulated soap. Real soap suds that stand up till the last dish is done. Changing to Does from those soaps can mean smoother, prettier hands, too. Start dozen your dishes, folks. Does does everything. Does does it, Harlow. a boy. Now we call the writer of the second best entry in this week's Miss Hush contest on Truth or Consequences for the March of Dimes. Hand me the phone again, please, Al. Oh, my. Here we go. Hello, operator. Get me the Bronx, New York, please. Okay, here we go. This could be it. Stand by, Miss Hush, in case it's guests. NBC engineer X, stand by. Our first call to Mrs. George A. Steele of Charlotte, North Carolina, proved the voice was not that of Sister Elizabeth Kenny. Hello, New York City. Our NBC operator will give you a number to call in New York City. Would you please ring it? <laughs> if this person cannot identify Miss Hush, we will make our third call in a few minutes. In a city of seven or eight million people, there's a good chance that it could be ended with the right name. Who is Miss Hush? Hello? Hello? Is this Mr. Charles Kieran? Of 50 West Tremont Avenue, Bronx 53, New York City. Mr. Kieran, this is Ralph Edwards on Truth or Consequences. How are you, sir? You've been waiting for this. Hello, I've been waiting for you. He says, that's fine. That name, Kieran, that sort of scares me. <laughs> One Kieran, John Kieran, is a regular encyclopedia of knowledge. Are you? No relation. Good. Your entry on why we, I mean, you no relation, period. Your entry on why we all should support the March of Dimes was selected as the second best entry tonight. All right, tell us who you think is... Miss Hush. You say the answer is Miss Tallulah Bankhead. You say Tallulah Bankhead? Mr. Kieran, I'm sorry. Miss Hush is not Tallulah Bankhead. Thanks for supporting the March of Dimes. Many polio victims will be aided by your and other entrance contribution. Try again next week, sir, and good night. Thank you very much, Mr. Kieran. All right, now... Uh, on with another consequence. <laughs> I keep saying consequences. Let's give it the phone call. You betcha. And uh, in a few minutes, another phone call. And if Miss Hush is not identified, then you'll hear the voice right after this call. I'm glad you're making your contributions dollars as well as dimes when you send in your entries. Give me the phone again, please. Hello. Third call to the writer of the third best entry uh, in this 1947 Miss Hush contest. Operator, get me Reno, Nevada, please. Oh, <laughs> anything can happen out there, you know. This person doesn't know the identity, Miss Hush. Three more fabulous prizes will be added to our already giant... Gi Hello? Uh, Reno, Nevada. This is NBC Chicago. Our operator will give you a number in Reno. Will you please ring it? We've certainly had uh, good representation tonight. Charlotte, North Carolina, the Bronx, New York, now Reno. I wonder if uh, Clara Bow is listening. Oh, she's in Las Vegas, of course. I wonder if Mrs. Hush knew who's Miss Hush is. Hello? Hello, this is Ralph Edwards of Truth or Consequences. Is this Mrs. A.P. Wilson of 631 West Street, Reno, Nevada? Congratulations on a fine entry statement, Mrs. Wilson. Now, before I ask you the all-important question, your entry on why we should support the March of Dimes was selected as the third best entry tonight. So you get an opportunity to identify the voice of Miss Hush. The big question now, tell us who you think is Miss Hush. You think it is who? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, uh, it is not Sister Kenny. That's a shame that you weren't listening. Uh, Sister Kenny is wrong. Uh, but thanks on behalf of the March of Dimes and Truth of Consequences, keep trying, will you? Good night in Reno. Oh, so the name of Miss Hush remains a mystery for another week. Listen to the jackpot now. I hope your name will be called next week. Next week, in addition to the 1947 Buick, 
Super convertible from the Howard Automobile Company, a Bendix home laundry, a round-trip ticket for two via United Airlines mainliner 300 to Honolulu, and a suite of rooms for a two-weeks vacation at the Matson Line's famous Royal Hawaiian Hotel, a $2,000 Columbia House trailer, a $1,000 diamond and ruby bull of a wristwatch, an RCA Victor radio phonograph combination plus a new 1948 RCA Victor television receiver, and a library of 100 Red Seal records, an I.J. Fox 1500 full-length beaver coat, a Luscombe Silvero metal airplane, $2,000 in cash, $1,000 popular mechanics, home workshop with a library of popular mechanics instruction books, a Servel silent gas refrigerator, and Sherwin-Williams cover the earth trademark paints will paint your house inside and out. To all this, truth or consequences next week, we'll add a Hart Schaffner and Mark suit and top coat for every adult man and woman in your family a Tappan gas kitchen range, and a 13-cubic-foot Jacobs home freezer, product of Jacobs Wind Electric Company, Minneapolis, filled with bird's-eye frozen foods. Who is Miss Hush? Well, stand by. Here she is. From somewhere in the United States comes the voice of Miss Hush. Listen and good luck. Here is the voice. Second for Santa Claus. First for me. Thirteen for Reese. Seven for trees. Bring me an auto, a book, and a ball, and I'll say Merry Christmas in spring, not in fall. Who is it? If you think you can identify the voice of Miss Hush, this is what you do to enter the contest. Now listen, everybody get in it. One, finish this sentence in 25 additional words or less. We should all support the March of Dimes because... Two, enclose your entry in an envelope, only one entry to an envelope, with a money contribution, if you please, for the March of Dimes. Three, mail with your name, address, and telephone number printed clearly in the upper right-hand corner to Miss Hush, Hollywood, California. Don't send your entries to the Truth or Consequences office. Four, do not include the name of Miss Hush with or on your entry. And don't forget, each week brings a new contest until Miss Hush is identified. All entries received by Monday, uh, November 17th, will be judged, and the writer of the best entry in this group will be called next Saturday. Enter each contest as often as you choose, however, only one entry to an envelope. Eligibility for participation is not contingent upon your contribution to the March of Dimes. Let your heart be your guide. Each week, the writer of the best entry will be called, as we did tonight. You must be available at your telephone at the time of our Eastern broadcast. Now, if you know the identity of Miss Hush, when we call you, you win the giant jackpot. Entries will be judged for sincerity, originality, and aptness of thought. And listen to this, listen to this. The judge's decision is final. If you are not at your phone for any reason when we call you at the time of the Eastern broadcast, you automatically will be eliminated. All entries and ideas therein become the property of Truth of Consequences. None will be returned. Any resident of the United States may compete except employees of Truth of Consequences, NBC, Procter & Gamble, their advertising agencies, and their families. Only one attempt will be made to reach the contender for the prize, and that attempt will be on a regular Eastern broadcast on Saturdays at 8.30 Eastern Time, 7.30 Central Time, 6.30 Mountain Time, 5.30 Pacific Time. Remember, finish this sentence in 25 additional words or less. We should all support the March of Dimes because... The address, Miss Hush, Hollywood, California. Now, here she is again, Miss Hush from somewhere in the United States. Come on, you know this woman. Uh, can't you give us some hints, Miss Hush? I'll try, but it's hard for me to express myself on the radio. You listeners probably have never heard my voice, but students and adults should know my profession if they know all about Santa Claus. Although it's not time to retire, good night, everybody. Who is it? I'll give you another clue. It's not Fibber McGee and Molly. Someone is going to win. Maybe next week, I hope it's you. And if your contributions to the March of Dimes are generous, the polio victims, large and small, will be the winners in the end. So get in the contest. <laughs> now, well, how does you do? It's our happy, good, as singers with their merry washing machine. Hello. 
Sensational kids, very good. Now, uh, <laughs> let's see. The grand prize winner tonight was Mr. Papa and Mrs. Kozorosovacheva, uh, who did the uh, milking a cow there in Italian. Uh, here's a $25 savings bond. Folks, the truth is most dealers you uh, pay you good money for used kitchen fat. Why? Because the fat and oil shortage continues worldwide. Everybody save every drop. Ralph Edwards sending you dozens of good washes. Until next week, thanks, juvenile jury. Miss Hush calls again next week. Good night, everybody. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for Procter & Gamble, the makers of Does. Ralph Edwards' Truth or Consequences came to you from Chicago, Hollywood, and Miss Hush's Hideaway. Prepare to be dazzled. See your hair shine its brightest with new, improved green shampoo. Compared to Dulling Soap shampoo, green reveals up to 33% more sheen. With your very first green shampoo, you'll see up to 33% more sheen. Extra money, money, money. $25,000 offered in Green's sensational contest. First prize, $10,000. Get entry blank and complete information at your dealers. You may win a fortune. Don't miss Green's $25,000 contest. I had my first ever alien experience when I was a young boy of seven years old. Oh, really? Tell me more. Tell me more. It was I'm writing at, this down. It was at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They stole me from my parents' home. Yeah? I was in there wonderfully looking, yet so ghastly, garish space station. Oh, they what color was it? Grays beyond Gray. imagining. Shades of gray that were so beyond esoteric understanding. Mm-hmm. I was vivisected for their joy and for their science. You're uh, you're I listening to Yesterday Today. Ever recovered since. That's fascinating. Let me tell you about my first experience with aliens. Welcome Go back on. to Yesterday Today, the show that brings you the best of yesterday's radio today. Who's that in the background? Is that an alien? No, I believe. That is one of our more recent guests. One, um, can, I don't. Can you get can, look? Can you you and Sydney just? Yeah, welcome back to yesterday today. We we called Sydney back. We managed to convince him not to abandon his wife on their honeymoon to come to New Mexico. He and this motel clerk are just having a friendly chat now, and uh, we still need to go pay you so we can, you know, go to bed. We kind of want to sleep, and it's three in the morning, sir. Um, For one. My name is Winston, and for two, I'm finally getting to have another enlightening conversation with a fellow truth seeker like myself. Yeah, but out. Anyway, what were you saying about the Greys? 
Well, I was going to tell you about my experience. So, so one night, when I was about seven years old, I was lying in bed, wide awake, when suddenly a, a form opened the door and, and walked into my room and, and touched the blankets in around me. I was utterly petrified, you understand. And in the dark, all I could sense was that this form bent over, kissed me on the forehead, and said good night. And then it left and closed the door behind it. I've not been able to explain it since. Easily enough explained if you understand these esoteric beings like myself. Uh, if you'll excuse me, Cindy, I think that was your mother? No. Impossible! Absolutely impossible! Who is this idiot on the phone with you? Simply another subhuman mind that is too weak to accept truth. The truth of the brainwashing that you experienced as a young child. I couldn't have said it better myself. Anyway, back to my encounter with the third kind. When I was 11 years old... Oh no, Maisie's coming back in the room. Uh, 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 taxes, uh, mortgages, um, adult things, uh, bye! Hello? Hello? The aliens and or the government are interfering with the signals. I have to get to the radio tower. I will fix this. Can we please go to bed first, please? Oh yeah, the charge will be $200. You said 100 earlier. I said 100 per person. Ugh, fine. Well, if you want more yesterday today, you can visit kisu.org, wherever you get your interplanetary, extraterrestrial, out-of-this-world podcasts. If the two of you were still interested in the continental breakfast, unfortunately it will not be available. I was never here. My name is not Winston. It was Kyle. No, better yet, I don't have a name. I was never here to begin with. You never saw me. Finally, I can go to bed. How do you do, young fellow? And how would you like to go? And spend the pleasant summer out in New Mexico. Wages, your transportation too. If you will but go with me one summer season's through. But if you grow homesick and back to Griffin go, I'll furnish you no horses from the hills of Mexico. Onward we did go until we reached old Boggy out in New Mexico. It was there our pleasures ended and the troubles they began. Oh, the first hailstorm came on us, so oh, how those cattle ran. Through all kinds of thorns and thistles, us cowboys had to go while the Indians watched upon us out in New Mexico. Mexico.